Let's go ahead and get into this conversation. As we've mentioned, tomorrow is going to have a, the Austria History Center and Austin Library. They're celebrating um, and honoring these hip-hop pioneers here in Austin. As we, you've been hearing pretty much anywhere you look, hip-hop turned 50. And, of course, for a lot of people, that's debatable about the age. And that's a whole other conversation that could be had for another day. And maybe we will, maybe we won't. But... Uh, as we're going to rock with the 50 years for hip-hop, Austin definitely want to make sure that their pioneers are honored and recognized and get the recognition that they deserve. Uh, many who have been overlooked, and I think there's a lot of folks who are in the game now here in Austin who may not be aware of these individuals, and they should be. Uh, I've been was watching Big Daddy Kane on Drink Champs. How he was testing Nori on his hip hop knowledge. Like, you in the game? You supposed to know this? If you're gonna be in the game, you need to know your pioneers. You don't see them playing football without knowing who was running the rock before them and who their greats are. Same for hip hop. So we have two of them here, and I'm guilty for some of Austin's knowledge. I am not gonna lie, but then again, it's not readily out there to learn Austin's knowledge. So I wasn't here uh, in the 80s when it was coming up, unfortunately. But, of course, we have a man who's been here before, my man T-Double. He needs... What up? You need to be a little louder. What up, what up? There what we up, go. There we go. And a, ba a blast from the past. <laughs> he is uh, one of KAZI own, as well as many others. Um, but I do believe, from what I read, you was the first to do hip-hop album to vinyl yes we have dj casanova how you doing how you doing how you doing now you're over in florida now I i'm in I florida saw. i left austin 06 it looks different huh it looks a lot different <laughs> but I, I still pop in and out but it's a lot of changes yeah look we even living here like really that's there now yeah right. <laughs> something else was there a, a whole minute ago yeah right but let's talk about it and i know we're going to take a break real quick and come back and keep talking to y'all but um let's just get into it the history of of hip-hop here in austin and i think i guess we'll start with you Cass. and i think Cass influenced t-dub if i read right just yeah. with you doing that pressing of, of vinyl so what well how that we start you're from New York, I'm right? I'm from New York. Which borough? Came here. I lived in the Bronx, then I lived in Brooklyn. Grew up mostly in Brooklyn, but started out in the Bronx. So okay, okay. I caught both ends. Which one you claim? You can't claim both. I'm going to have to claim Brooklyn because that's where I spent my formidable years. That's where I really started moving around, moving around. Okay, okay. So I say Brooklyn. No problem. And then, so starting in Brooklyn, um, in New York. Came to Austin. Yes, sir. I was in the Air Force. Um started going around to the clubs and parties I didn't bring any of my equipment with me and I was fiending to get on the turntables nobody would let me on mm -hmm. so I acquired about a week's worth of time and I drove to New York got my stuff came back through a few free parties started DJing out givens and everywhere else and just started shutting the city down <laughs> some people call it uh, cockiness but I, I just had a attitude because no one was letting me on so I had to come and just show what I could do and then became friends with a lot of people that was kind of tight at first. And then you get to see who is who. Mm -hmm. And then things just started growing. After a while, I wanted to learn how to make music because I was playing everyone else's stuff. And I was like, okay, 
I want to learn how to do this. So I got some equipment and started teaching myself. I was more self-taught than anything. No, I didn't have anyone to take me under their wing mm -hmm. and show me how to do it. So once I learned and I met T and other people, I started teaching them and showing them how to do it because I didn't have that guidance, but I had the hunger to do it. Right. And then when I saw someone else that had the hunger, I'm not going to push them out the way and say, learn on your own. If I have the knowledge, I'm going to teach you and show it to you and then you take it from there and run with it and do what you feel like you want to do with it after that so you can never say uh, they did I they did I did them like how it was done to me right 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 you no know, so that's how I started pretty much I got tired of DJing for a while and I wanted to learn how to do something just like no one taught me how to DJ I watched my cousins and by the time they caught me when they left the house I turned on all the equipment by the time they caught me I was better than they were <laughs> I mean, seriously, pulling up a milk crate, that's how small I was, reaching the turntables, turned around one day to get a record, they were all standing there at the door like, like go ahead, looks like you've been doing it. Well, you've been doing it for a while now, yeah. apparently, hey, we caught us slipping, okay. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I have to ask, when you moved down here, what made you not bring your equipment with you? I was in the Air Force, so uh, I came out of, fresh out of basic training, basic, okay. went home for maybe a, with probably a week or two, mm -hmm. and then flew back here. And he had to get situated and get into the job and see how everything was going. Gotcha. And, you know, you, once you start getting a little free time to get off base and you start going on, it's like the hunger just hits you right back. It's like like it never left. It's like, sure. oh. What was the scene like compared? And, I, I mean, I know it's going to be a big difference, but just the scene in New York, of course, where it was from. And you're being here uh, and you're seeing... I guess a hunger for hip hop here, but maybe not having that connection because well, the type of music more. It was more still, I want to call it punk, punkish type of rock, fast pace, like a uh, little Debbie and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. a lot of the Miami stuff was first starting out, like Pretty Tony and stuff like that. It was so Austin was kind of still on that kind of vibe, and uh, rap rock, Bad Mother Goose was like the first kind of semi-rap rock group that I saw when I first came here. Mm -hmm. JT Def and a few other people. It's that kind of stuff was what was the sound of Austin at the time. It really wasn't hip-hop yet. Right. So, but you saw people that started listening to the records and it was like, okay, I can do this. I can mm -hmm. do that. And starting to create and form their own. That's why, to me, the 80s and 90s is the best music time in any music genre to me ever because everyone had their own individual style and sound now you listen to everything like I, I had a conversation with someone if we're in the club at the bar just talking holding a conversation yeah 10 records could go by and you don't even realize 10 records have gone by. by right it's all because sounds it all same. sounds the same sonically so mm -hmm. the difference was everything had their own sound t might have been across over in Dottie Jordan or I might have been in Riverside or wherever and my sound and his sound would never sound the same because we were in our own little area trying to do our right. own thing. Right. And then when you go out to a show and you see four or five different groups doing a show, everything sounded different so you enjoyed a little of everything. So that was the main difference and the key what brought me into music, the love of it and just being able to do whatever you felt in your heart and your mind of how you expected something to sound. Mm -hmm. You are now rocking with the best. So keep the dial to the left. You are now rocking with the best. So keep the dial to the left. Untapped show so fresh. It's all you need. Forget about the rest. 
We got these hot songs, hot songs. but no access. no access to the outlets to get them to the masses. Radio and TV is still away, but I ain't trying to pay for no airplay. If the song hot, song then let hot. the song rock. song rock. That's why for me, Untapped Show get big props. If you independent, I know you down with it. If you ain't hustling, you probably won't get it. It ain't new to Untapped Crew, yeah, they go the hardest. Love for the city and love for the artists, yeah. So please support your folk. You can't just listen, you gotta vote. gotta vote. This is how it is, how it is supposed to be. Online, untappedshow.net. Log on and tell a friend, this is what they need. We trying to win, get that song heard by a million plus. Why you waiting? They ain't hating, folks, they ride for us. If you don't know, you better get a clue. Stand up, big salute from the 512. You are now rocking with the best. So keep the dial to the left. Untapped show, so fresh. It's all you need. Forget about the rest. Untapped is a live radio show designed to give unsigned artists exposure. For more information or to submit your radio edited music, visit our website, untappedshow.net. And now, for the moment you've been waiting for, your host, Untapped Show. Uh-huh. 88.7. Untapped. Yes, yes, we are back. This is the Untapped Show. We didn't go anywhere, but we did pick up a third person. We have the Queen of Austin, Miss Dank. Are you there? I know I did this right. Boom, boom. Miss Dank, can you hear us? Okay, I can there hear you. There we go. Let me make sure I'm at. We got you now. Here, we got you here. Here we go. All, All right. right. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and you? Hey, I am alive, so I I can't complain, I guess. Praise God. I just want to praise God and get my moment. You know, <laughs> if I'm alive, I can fix whatever other problem I got going on. I just got to <laughs> breathing first. We got that part going? Okay, figure out the rest. We're breathing. Know. All right. We can do something with that. We can work with that. Exactly. And right before you called, we were talking to, to Cass, DJ Casanova, and he was talking about him coming here to Austin and the music scene, the hip-hop scene when he got here and I uh, was listening to what you know what that scene was and just him bringing, I guess you can say some of that hip-hop sound here because you were saying the music was more punk than um, yeah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so what yeah, how, how what, and you talked about uh, DJ Cass, you were saying how the clubs were not letting you spit, wouldn't let you get on. Yeah, so I had to kind of make my own way doing the house parties in the park and just working it in so everybody get to see my face, know me, skating rings, just grassroots, basically. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you get to know people, and they start seeing that you're capable of doing things, and you slowly work your way in. Then you start running into different people, like how I met Erica uh, through John Ph.D., if I remember correctly. 
a gentleman that was going to UT at the time, and he was doing music for Erica for Cooley Girls. Okay. Then I started doing some turntable scratches for them on some of his stuff, and then slowly started to do some production for Erica. Then later on, when she became Miss Dank, did a lot of stuff for her as far as that way. Yes, I just have to ask, John PhD. Please tell me he was getting his doctorate. Yes, he is. He okay. Is. Yes. Okay. I mean, the yes. name is Fly. I just yeah. wanted to make sure that it was. He, he he manifested it and did it. There you go. He's actually <laughs> in Hawaii, I think now, doing research work. I think. Okay. Big deal, doing big things. Yeah, and then Erica with with Cooley Girls, because I think that there's definitely a lot of people who are not familiar with uh, Cooley Girls. How did y'all come about? I know later on, I guess you became Cooley Nation. Um, but yeah. how did that come about? Well, initially it was just me and my sister, and we used to we grew up in church. We grew up always trying to get on somebody's stage, even if it was family gatherings. But by the time I made it to high school and we found out about rap down here in the South, you know, um, in KZI, we're spinning those records from UTFO, Dana Dane, The Real Roxanne, Roxanne Chante, you know, stuff like that, music like that, mm-hmm. uh, coming from the East Coast. You know, I mean, I was intrigued. It was an outlet for me. My mom did poetry, so I guess quite naturally, um, once I became, you know, I got on the planet, rap would be the thing for me. Hip-hop would be it for me. So mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of KZI radio, and I've I, I studied those artists, and I was able to put, you know, some lyrics together and go for the battle rapping and all that, you know. <laughs> and so me and my sister came together. We was like, we need a name for what we do. Initially, it was just house parties and whoever mama would let us throw a party. <laughs> but when it came to me actually writing rhymes and, you know, wanting to battle everybody on the street, you know, hey, we became a group and we made camp productions and at Upper Bound JTPA, we decided on the name Cooley Girls by somebody calling us in the hood Cool Girls and I posted it on my Facebook. I'm trying not to be long-winded, but it's a long story a little bit, but we added people <laughs> over time, you know, and that's how we grew into Cooley Nation, but initially, it was the three girls that rapped me, my sister Tracy, R.I.P., and Kiki, Nikia Stewart, and then as hip-hop evolved, we added singers and dancers and you know, more people. So that's why we called it Coolie Nation because a lot of dance crews that dance for us, I mean, it was only right. This ain't just the Coolie Girls. We like to be all inclusive. Ain't no fun if everybody can't have none. That's right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, history is always going to be long, so you don't have to worry about being being long. <laughs> history, there is no short history, right? Especially if you're going to cover 50 years of hip-hop yeah. and even the time it's here in Austin, you can't just do it in three words right so that's right, okay yeah. and even just with like Cass seems to be the linchpin to everybody because he talked about meeting T-Double and he talked about you know linking up with you so how did that come about with uh, you Miss Dank and T-Double I know every time you come here you like to kind of be quiet a little bit but we're going to get you <laughs> on the mic how did that link well, up with, with Cass work with both of y'all how did that come about I know you mentioned through um, was it John PhD Yes. is the guy's name but so how did that work out and then what were your thoughts when you seeing again this is texas so i know it's the rapping is still going to sound different probably from what you're hearing back in new york so what was your thought of when you hear what they're doing some of it was good and like i said john was probably the most polished person i'd heard at the time other than um bad mother goose because they were more of a band so they had their thing but far as producing wise John was more polished 
he had the gear mm-hmm. and his stuff sounded good where everyone was just kind of rhyming off records at the time majority of everyone mm-hmm. else and beatboxing so John I would say was probably the more polished person at the time I'm looking for some headphones mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have re- a friend of yours Let- that's also here Miss Dank we just have a fourth person who joined uh, uh, the party uh, as well. Surprises, I, I'm a, surprises. I, I'm gonna let her jump on the mic. Uh huh. Let me put it over there. Well, hello, Miss Hello. <laughs> hello, Erica. That sounds like a coolie girl. You know it is. It's Juana. It is not Juana. It is not Juana. It is not Juana. Nope. Try again. That's Keisha. Keisha. Hello, 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 my sisters. That's still a cool girl. One of the originals. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, I wanted to speak on real quick uh, back when we were first, you know, my mom was letting us go to these little clubs here and there just based off the fact that we were being artists in the community or aspiring to. Um, She let me and my sister have that little freedom, and I remember. Project Crew, which Kaz was a DJ and producer, and they came in Club Ernie's on Montopolis. And it was like everybody in the club was singing Army Man. Shoot, we knew the lyrics to Army Man. Crazy, <laughs> I played Army Man, so it was it was fire, you know? Right. And so just watching that also inspired me, so I always right. have had a fondness for Kaz and what he has brought to uh, right. and contributed to Austin and hip-hop coming Absolutely. from where he came from. So I just want to salute you, baby. I love you. And, you know, those are the things that also inspired Cooley Girls, them actually being. Because they were older than us, but, you know, who knew we was coming? You know what I'm talking about? And they weren't part of encouraging us and inspiring us to, to do that. So before we ever got to work with them. So, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. You gotta get your flowers. <laughs> you, you gotta get your flowers while you're here. You, you, know, you know what? You don't think about it when you're doing it because you're doing it because it's something you love, or you enjoy doing. Right. So now, as a, this came about, I was like, oh, "Wow, okay, thank you." I, 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 it didn't <laughs> pop up in my head to, "Oh, I've done this, I've done that." It was never about that. But so, but what is it like being, you know, that pioneer for for this city? And you're, you're looking back and you're seeing all your connections and how you was tied into folks who went out and did you know it feels really good because like i said it wasn't something i was saying oh i expect this kind of sure. of feedback or but it's good to see people that i've worked with or some people i've taught or some people that i've just kind of nudged and pushed in a certain way and they've taken mm-hmm. taken it and gone to X amount of levels with it, it's like makes you like a proud dad. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's but like Austin needed it and it was ready for it. Right. You know, That's so true. remember, it used to be a place we say, you know, in the hood, we don't we don't got nothing to do with. We always trying to get into something. So I mean, we all were a part of that, and I'm just so honored and proud to like, yeah, we did that. Sh- I'm out at a venue right now and I, st- I still am in the industry in that way to where EWO management called me out to uh, sit on the panel for a showcase of competing artists up into a finale. So I just stepped out for a minute to get on. I'll let the other Gooley girls, you know, 
take it the rest of the way if that's okay with you guys sure, so if sure. y'all hear music i apologize but i, I wanted to um you know still stick to my commitment here and i will see everyone tomorrow, tomorrow. i'm so can't wait thank you for having me on and taking my phone call hey, hey t t t double i know you're in the building baby god bless you i love you <laughs> thank you love for all you, you do love to you keep too. it moving forward you know even it. when i was gone you kept you know, you, know you kept it going out I salute you for that, King. Appreciate it. Love God bless you, you all, love coolie you. girls. I love, I love you. I just want to I say hello before you leave, honey. This Miss Money. Miss Money in the building. <laughs> hey, love. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in the studio. I'm sorry. I can't drop a bunch of names and take up the time. But y'all keep moving forward. I'm there with you in spirit. Okay, I'm coming home tomorrow. Hey, definitely. I'll see y'all Appreciate you for taking that time to call in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, we'll do it again real soon. Whenever yes, you call, uh, uh, whenever I reach out, I know you got me. You know we got you. So, you always got a place right. here. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Good night. Night. Yeah. So, um, as we're moving forward. Oh, real quick. Go for it. KZI was very instrumental in the stuff I did because when they were on Loyola, I was DJing, first started DJing there. And I got to play some of my own stuff and just a lot of other people's stuff because I was DJing there. Mm-hmm. So that opened up a lot of people to other people in Austin in the early, early parts that were trying to do things and do little shows in the park and everything. A lot of people didn't know them, but when they heard them on my show playing it off a cassette, it's like, who was that you played? And then you tell them, and they say, oh, okay. So that was an early way and a really good way. And I wanted to thank KZ for that throughout the years for all the stuff and all the DJs that they've let on do things in the community because it started out from way back there in Loyola where I, when I first got here doing stuff to where it is now. So that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and T-Dub, I know we've chopped it up quite a, a few times, but what was it like? Um, having that experience of you're having this guy here who's out of town from New York, the, the mecca of of hip hop, right? The birthplace, and you having, I guess, you, you got somebody with some New York connections and seeing that you can do the dream that you want to do, or just having that person who's not from here saying, I, I can help you, you know, achieve your goals and your dreams. Yeah, it was, um, it's like when I, when I met Cass, like, we didn't really talk too much about the New York era of, of where he came from. It's like he just popped up all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And the word on the street was like, you know, I will always compare Cass to like our Marley Mall. Mm. You know what I mean? It was like, if Cass wasn't making your record, then your record was garbage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If he wasn't producing, if you wasn't at it, going by his crib on Cameron Road when he stayed in those apartments over there or any other spots, then you just wasn't, that was like the, the, the peak, right? Like you had to work up to get with Cass. It was like, you damn near had to audition, right, to get up there for him to even, you know, take the time to listen to you. Right. But when, when I got, when I came around, it was just like, it was just so much going on. Like, he already had groups he was working with. Project Crew, to me, is like Austin's original big act. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Houston might have Scarface, Ghetto Boys, whatever. Project Crew was that for us because they were playing on KCI. They were playing on K-Juice. You know, they were touring. They were doing all these things. They were, you know, real similar to, like, Kind of like Stetsasonic in a way. It had like a Stetsasonic type of vibe. But it's like, I was just hanging around and I was like, 
and I would carry his records. I would sit on the couch in the studio, and I would just soak up the game because he was always talking game. Kind of like what I do now with younger artists, right? Like sometimes you talk so fast, you give us up so much game, but you just got to listen and pay attention. So it was it was a beautiful experience just to just to be part of that era when things were really starting to to jump, jump, and Coolie Girls was out there killing it. And um, you know, at the time, Coolie Girls was one of the one of the biggest acts in Austin. You know, what I mean, a lot of people like to play the females kind of to the side, but they was really out there killing it. They were doing all the shows. All of us was rocking it like Doris Miller mm-hmm. with the fellas came to get the fellas. I was in a group called Dope Melody with my boy Chili Fresh. Go by Chili Red now. And so, but hanging around Cass, Cass was like, look, when you start making some money, buy some gear. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Learn, learn publishing, learn all these other things. You know what I mean? Learn how to work all these pieces of equipment. Because he was like, I'm not going to be here forever. Right. Right. He said, I might move. I might be well, in the military. He yeah. He was these. like, so you need to be able to sustain, sustain yourself. Right. So I was blessed to be around, you know, Casanova, Andre Walker, Kid Worthy, a lot of you know, vital cats in the town. I was just right place, right time. And, you know, and I had that ego too. I was like, I'm the best freestyler. I'm the best battler. Like, what do you mean my verse can't be 60 bar- 64 bars long before I hook, right? Like, I just rap, 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 right? And they were just chiseling me up. Like, you know, he saw the potential. And even my mom was like, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna go hang out with Cass. I'm gonna go out of town. I would carry his records at battle, DJ battles. Just like, I'm gonna go hang out with Cass. He's like, all right, go ahead. Go, go kick it with him because he was a positive influence. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like when you hanging with Cass, it's business. It's like you gonna get in that in that mic booth in the sweat locker. You know what I mean? It's like you got hot one box. chance to get you get in the hot box. Uh-huh. You got like one chance to do your rap, or you gonna fall out from you know being so sweaty and hot in there. So it just it was it was like a boot camp, I guess you could say. I was very business as far as we can joke around and play, but once you got in there, you got to do money. what you're supposed to do. Hundred percent. And if it wasn't right. I'd keep you in that hot box, and it's literally a hot box because you come out sweat. You're dripping, yep. and you don't want to go back in there unless you have your stuff together. You learned the first time that it's like, I got it. It's memorized. I'm ready. One take. You ready? Okay. So, uh, well, what's the age? It, it, it made everybody. It made everybody tighter. Oh, you're not gonna call out ages oh, now. Oh, I, I, I got to. He's a little bit older. Right, because he talking about the, the smidgen, influence. Smidgen older. The influence <laughs> yeah, that you had on. Him. Older, but you know, it was like Cass. You know. It, it was a blessing to me because at that point in time, I was just like, you know, like young cat battling everybody, trying to see how to get into the scene, how to get shows booked. The fellas were promoting a lot of shows at the time, so they were booking younger artists for their events. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, how do I, how do I manage this? How can I become an artist and seeing cast and them dropping records, right? Like they was the first one dropping vinyl mm-hmm. and being in Texas and Austin, we were doing cassettes. You know what I mean? Like we really hadn't stepped up to the vinyl. Sure. Cause we thought that was only record labels can do that. Right. Big time. You know what I mean? They can only do that, but they was like, you know, army man and you know, <laughs> look around and all these other things. They were taking pictures in Barton, Barton Creek mall by the water fountains. And you know, and I was just like, Oh man, they, they own it for real. Like I need to find out, you know, I need to hang out with this cat right. and just soak up. So, like, I never got around Cass and was like, I'm the dopest rapper. I was like, teach me what you're doing so I can take that and add that to my career and I can become a better artist, a better creative. And I've taken a lot of the game he's given me to help other artists. It's, it's expanding my career as far as the professionalism. When I step into new fields, whether it's film sync, whether it's advocacy for other artists, mm-hmm. whether it's things I've done with the Grammys or whatever, a lot of that trickles back down to being with Cass and being like, stay on your business. Mm-hmm. Like he said, like we can joke and play when we at his house and we kicking and we eating chicken and we watching videos mm-hmm. and kung fu flicks and whatever. Mm-hmm. But when the mic comes on, 
It's game time. Go time. When he when he pull up the you know the NPC or the ASR and he turn those on the SP12. Mm-hmm. Game time. That goes back from hip hop. Has treated me good from my first time making money with hip hop is at a freshman in high school. Mm. DJing parties. I had my all my cousins were older than me, so what they were doing going to college, I was doing all the college parties. I was a freshman in high school doing college parties. So I knew about getting paid when they handed me my money. Right. I knew. I borrowed my first, to buy my first set of speakers from my mom, I asked her for like 300 something dollars. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, that was a but lot she, of But she gave it to me. Mm-hmm. That was a Friday. I did a party Friday, Saturday night, gave her her money back Sunday. And nice. she said, looked at me like, where'd you get all this money from? You're dope boy, right? I said, DJing. Yeah. Mark, my cousin Mark, he has he got two parties for me at the college. And after that, my credit was good. There you go. <laughs> so I knew how to know when to get paid and how to get paid and do it so I brought that along with me business wise when we're doing shows not every show we got paid a lot of stuff for you but when it came down to business and I was about business right yeah so that you have to I told T like a lot of people like oh some they're getting over you're doing a whole album for this for somebody it doesn't take me long to do a beat I'm that equipment I told them okay I want this keyboard this is the payment to get me do these 12 songs for you mm-hmm. they'd find they'd get the money buy me the gear that gear turned around and made me more money those 12 songs I did for that piece of gear was nothing because that keyboard there has the next person next person next person so I always stacked up my gear and built up my studio right which T has a beautiful studio <laughs> he's been sharing pictures on yeah. social media and stuff he he has a, he has it's and, very my, nice. and my studio is basically like the new the new new version of Cass's studio you know what i mean like he always had that couch in the back where everybody could just chill and write their raps and it was a real good community vibe like the the artist versus artist thing the mm-hmm. overly competitive thing wasn't a thing Right. Really. You know what I mean? It was like, like Cass said, everybody sounded different, and that's what made it beautiful. So you were never really competing with nobody who sounded like you. Right. So you could go to a show where you're rocking a show with the fellas at Doris Miller and Papa Chuck show up. Mm-hmm. And he was like our big star. He was like the first one to get a major, major deal. Right. And Cass was a big, influential part of that as well. So he would show up and be rocking. Like, oh, man, Papa Chuck is here. Oh, man, Casanova's here. Oh, man, Project Crew is here. You know what I mean? Those were our celebrities. Right. And that's what I still carry on to this day. So when people talk about other cities and other regions and Texas and all that, I'm like, that's cool for y'all. Right. But I didn't grow up on that. That's not what really influenced me to do what I do. It was me turning around and seeing Cass rocking. Mm-hmm. It was me seeing the Cooley Girls killing it. It was me seeing, you know, Chuck and Quince. It was yeah. Gary yeah. G the Kingpin. And, you know, a lot of cats who was out here really, really going hard who deserved to be, you know, even your own, as well. your own Dinky D. Dink used yeah. to be at my house yeah. all the time practicing turntables. He here. Yeah. Yes. He here somewhere. So, to, to, to the Cooley Girls. The Cooley girl. Oh, quick story on the Cooley Girls. <laughs> Please do. Oh. <laughs> and we have one on the phone, too. So. There are. Our, me, our, our little sisters, <laughs> basically, when we went to New York, they couldn't get into a lot of the clubs because they were all underage. Right. So they were mad that we were leaving them in the hotel and going to the clubs. <laughs> so, good thing. My, see, I still lived in New York and Jersey, so my clothes, I, I was going home and staying there. I didn't stay in the hotel. Right. So they were taking everyone's clothes and throwing them in the hallways and doing everything else with them. That wasn't me. Well, oh. But I was untouched. Oh. But they, they had their little bratty moments sometimes. Yeah. But understandable. Well, just for um, <laughs> clarity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I was always, Get this him, is Rakesha. Thank you. I know the shaky cake. Always very hey. quiet. Nobody had any complaints about me. Um, <laughs> All right. No, we, when T-Double was just talking about um, just the pine, just being a pioneer and being the person to really help us get out there and put us out there. It was, you know, it was a lot of people and people really, um, they really encouraged us. But I can tell you, uh, the first time I was actually recorded was at Cass's house. And although I knew he was serious, very, very serious when it was time to go in there and record, I was like, are you sure I got to do it the fifth time? Because I thought I did it the first time. He's like, no. He was very gentle, but he's very serious. He still he's put like, you in the hot nope. box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, no. I know you can do it again and just very straight there it is go back in there and do it again so when we got to the point where uh, I think it was like the 10 or 11th time I was like golly I know I sang it right the first time he said if you'd sang it right the first time I wouldn't have made you do it a second <laughs> third or fourth time I was like oh lord I've been singing at church I thought I was doing a good job yeah. But just, um, you know, we are abundantly blessed and very, very honored to be here. Um, and even with tomorrow, just so very honored and just so very blessed and, you know, ready to see everybody and so thankful because KZI, when I tell you, you, you all have um, just such a staple in the community and have done so much for us uh, as young girls just really trying to get out there and do something and enjoy the craft, enjoy the music. Um, and y'all have just really been amazing. So we thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, and I was not a brat. <laughs> so are you saying it was the one on the phone? Go ahead and introduce yourself for the radio folks, the listeners, so they know who's on the phone. Hi, this is Angela Louis Simpson. I am a cool girl. I go by the name of Red. Uh-oh. Everybody know me. Go make it red. So, hello, Austin. So you're the one that threw the clothes out in in the hallway of the hotel. No, it was probably Erica. Probably no, Erica. It wasn't me. It was probably Erica. Okay. I didn't actually. I wasn't with the Cooley girls at that time. No. Um, I joined after the New York trip, so um, I didn't get to experience that. So, what was it like for the ladies um, starting off doing in the hip hop scene? Because we know it, how much of a male dominated scene it, it is and even in a, a town like Austin as we're hearing them talking there's a bunch of the fellas they're naming uh, and, and we know when it comes to the ladies it's like you always have to prove yourself ten times more to be able to, mm-hmm. to, to spit with the fellas so how was that earlier time where there were a few female MCs on the scene not just here in Austin but elsewhere but it still wasn't a lot so how was that here for y'all with trying to prove your worth if you will with some of the fellas that were doing the thing well I don't know if Erica spoke on it earlier but I think she probably had a uh, maybe a little different experience or her perception of it may have been a little different she and Tracy and Kiki because they were the rappers and being right. singers we didn't necessarily because you know I kind of felt like um there were some people that were dancing and I kind of felt like I know everybody watched a new edition movie where Johnny Gill said um, you know I might not can dance but you give me that mic I'm going to blow that mm, up. I'll tell you what that's how I, I know felt. that's right <laughs> that's how I felt I may not have been able to rap and I may not have been able to dance but you hand me that mic and it's over mm-hmm. so but, but, I, but I do know that um, you know uh, Erica was not very easily intimidated at all 
um, never At has all. been and never will be. No. Um, never. You know, I, I don't think that, and I mentioned Erica a lot because um, she primarily did. She wrote a lot. She rapped a lot. Mm -hmm. She told us, you know, uh, what's this, what the lyrics were going to be for the singing, and she may have hummed it a little bit. I was like, nah, we're going to sing it like this. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and we will bring the, the singing aspect of it. As you're looking at the picture, red is all the way to the right right there. Right. <laughs> and I'm in the mustard color and then there's Juana and then there's Eric on the other side but mm -hmm. um, you know I, I think especially going to Houston because there were a little bit we did a lot of shows in Houston mm -hmm. there were a little bit more um, young ladies that were rapping then and I, I honestly believe that they tried to be intimidating you know and mm -hmm. tried to make us feel as like you know you're not worthy why are you here y'all are from mm -hmm. Austin we paid mm -hmm. no and shout out to Houston. We love Houston. I, we most of the majority of us live in Houston, but there was never a time where e we ever felt like even with the men because the men were very gracious to us, and the men mm -hmm. treated us with respect, especially mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. home. We got a lot mm -hmm. of respect at home, and I think mm -hmm. at one point, even if it were um, a couple of people that they may have said some stuff behind the scenes, I guarantee you T Double probably checked. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but in none of that that I know of, you know, had ever come back to us. And because we had um, strong male presence around us, nobody would yeah, ever nobody really, was, yeah, would say, <laughs> would say anything. And, you know, we were just the girls that were like, there's no way in the world you going to make us feel like we don't belong here because we belong here. That's right. Erica That's was right. like our Eve with Rough Riders. She yeah. was like. Absolutely. Surrounded, protected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well protected. Absolutely. Yeah. And just even in other cities like going yeah, we'll go to. Houston. Uh, New York, Houston, uh, San Antonio. Um, even when we went to San Waco. Antonio and that shootout with DJ Quick, we were like, "No, where are we supposed right? to go? Because we're not oh leaving." <laughs> but, he raps um, about the shootout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he did that. It was but, right there. Yeah, we never felt like that. You know that there was any t anybody that would try to intimidate us or make us feel like we weren't worthy or, or wasn't supposed to be there because we already knew that we had a place and that we were supposed to be right where we were. That's right. And I got I got to add to that, man. It's like if you just take a moment to look at the Chronicle cover mm -hmm. and regardless what, you know, the actual story within it, but just the fact that the Cooley girls on the cover of the Chronicle. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Come on. Such a blessing. You know Isn't I mean? it like, beautiful? Like I said, yeah. when that issue yeah. came out, I was like, man, about time. I need to get a few copies. I was like, about time because, you know, like me, when I was young, I was like the battle, battle, you know, spit, I battle anybody. And Cooley girls and Erica and was like, uh, y'all better tread lightly if y'all want to go rap against them and do a show. Like the thing is, all of us were were entertainers, showmen, show women. Mm -hmm. So if you went against anybody in our little family and clique, it was gonna be a it was gonna be a tough one for you. Everybody had their own thing where they That's stood right. out with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was hard for anybody to come in. You know, want to battle come girls want to battle coolie girls. It's not gonna work. You want to battle project? Mm -hmm. Not gonna work. Want to battle T Dub? Not gonna work. Chuck and Quinn's not gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was was cold with it, but different. Right. Mm. Which I mean, that's one thing I do love about the earlier part of hip hop is the different sound that everybody. Yeah. You're not gonna sound the same because you're not gonna bite my. Mm -hmm. That was jacking my style. That was a, a thing. Now, Angela, with with you, what was it like? Because um, I'm gonna jump to I guess the present, if we will. But what was it like when y'all getting that inf that call, the letter, the email, however it was done, saying that you know you want to be recognized uh, by Austin History Center. Austin Public Library for your impact of hip hop here in Austin. What was that feeling like? 
I'm still in shock. I'm still not believing. I mean, because as a child, you're doing as what you love. And you don't expect to get... I mean, you expect to get recognized, but you don't expect the... The, the accolades and the rewards and all that you don't you don't really think about that and to think about what's gonna happen tomorrow I mean it's it's mind blowing I still haven't actually grasped the concept mm-hmm. I, I, it's really not gonna really hit me until I get there because I didn't I didn't I didn't think about all this when we were young we were just doing what we love right you know and. Now I, I I'm I'm really speechless. <laughs> I'm loving every moment of it. Um, and when I think about it, I'm like, come on now, really? We left that kind of mark on Austin and 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 our peers, and, and I, I I don't really know what to say, but I'm loving it. Hey, and and I want to congratulate everyone, Absolutely. everyone, teens. Oh my God, we went to school together. We would never imagine that this was going to happen, but we loving it. And congratulations to everybody, Cad. That is one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Aww. Oh my goodness, it, it, it's a blessing. It's a blessing, and I'm loving it. So, hey, God bless everybody. Say, say <laughs> this too, sister, as well. Um, you know, uh, we talk about giving people their flowers while they're here. And um, I really, I, I thank Cass for everything, you know, because absolutely, absolutely thank him for it because getting in that booth brought out my voice. Even as a child, right. I was singing in church. And, you know, in church, everybody loves when you sing. It don't matter if you can sing or not. They're like, go ahead, baby. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> but um, to have somebody to critique it in a loving way and say that you can do it a little bit better. Just keep going. You can mm-hmm, do it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I felt like my that's when my voice truly started to come out. So thank you, Cass. You're welcome, though. Because he was, he, was, he was a loving person. You know, he wanted yeah. you to perfect your craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he don't want you to get up there and just sound like anything. You're not going to do that. You know? And then, so. um, also, um, you know, just shout out to everybody. But since he's sitting in front of me. Um, T double, you know, we've been knowing each other since Keelan Junior High, KJ. Oh my God! You know? <laughs> and I, I have yet to see somebody give us more big ups than he has. You know, even yep. just throughout on social media over the yeah. years, it, when he made the mm-hmm. T-shirt that had our name mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. I was just floored, and I'm like, this man. Even though I know, I know, I know. It's just amazing your love for us, and we just love yes. you so much, and we thank you so much. That's right. Because you can that's easily right. be forgotten by people, and that's yeah. one thing Absolutely. he has never done: has yeah. left us he out of anything. He kept the Cooley Girls' yes. name in rotation. Always, you can't always, do anything yes. without the Cooley Girls. Thank you, <laughs> That's thank what he would tell us. Absolutely. Thank you, gentlemen. We thank love you. that thank guy. You. Absolutely. Definitely. Yes, indeed. I know that we're excited. Um, about the recognition y'all getting tomorrow. Of course, the station's getting a little bit of love tomorrow as well. Yes. But, you know, I, I know we're excited and, and we can't wait. And it's, it's, I hope somebody's recording something uh, of what's happening tomorrow. But it just because to have all that history in one room, right? Yes. All that history there in, in that one room. And at some point, maybe somebody needs to do a documentary about the history of hip hop here in Austin. Um, you know, unfortunately, there wasn't a really huge 50th hip hop celebration here in the city. But 
that's okay. It, it's never too late to celebrate this genre. It, it's been weird for me because I'm not aging myself, but I realized that hip hop isn't that much older than me, uh, and it's nothing I ever thought about until this year. And then, truthfully, even maybe a month ago, it kind of clicked on me. Like, oh, hold up, dog. This hip hop has been like a big brother. It's it's not this old genre, even though I kind of knew. I didn't know. It didn't really click and register of how you, you grew up with, you know, I tell folks hip-hop is kind of in this midlife crisis right now, which is why you're seeing, you know, some of the things you're doing. We've seen it through its rebel phase. We've seen it through its enlightenment phase. We've seen it through its early phases of figuring out what it wants to be. And now it's in the whole different, I'm trying to do something, whatever phase. And we, we've seen it grow. And I, I think it's great that y'all are being recognized for what you did for the city. Uh, especially while you're still here on this side of the dirt. That's the key. Uh, we are horrible in hip-hop with not recognizing our, our giants, our pioneers, our legends while they are here. Uh, I think it's something that, you know, Cool J was saying with Rock the Bells. Yeah. Of why he ownership goes out to a lot of the older MCs have ownership in Rock the Bells, the company. And he like, you know, it's nothing sadder than seeing your favorite MC on a bar stool in some lounge sipping a Jack Daniels while they're doing their song to a crowd of five people. Yeah. You want to see the folks, you know, while they're still here and, and get that shine. So I'm I'm go ahead. Uh, real quick, sorry to cut you off. I just want to say there's a lot of people that's been very instrumental in Austin's hip hop. Some might not get the recognition right now and some might feel a certain way. But everyone can't be acknowledged. But Everyone can say they've played an integral part in growing this scene. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, and hopefully next year they'll continue to do it, and another set will be be um, honored. No doubt. So that would be great if they continue to do it. Mm -hmm. But I just want everyone thinking that, oh, why are so and so and so and so and so and so getting this? Every there's a lot of people that should be recognized, but you can't recognize every single person in sure. one go around. But I'm going to try my best to shout out the many that I can remember tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that deserve it. Right. And there's some that played certain parts, but they didn't grow it or they were about themselves, I should say, mm -hmm. instead of growing it totally. Right. So that's why some might not have the mention as of now. But there's a lot of other people that should or do qualify to be mentioned in there or just just wasn't their time right i yeah. guess right now you could say i, I mean and, and i know i could talk to y'all for the rest of this hour and 20 minutes that we have left but i know that we have big said from the flow mob here we're just out of space uh so we need to get him i think right. is it big said is who out there is that who we have next um who who's who we're gonna be chopping up with so we're gonna get with them next but as i tell of course, Cash, you know, this is home, even though it's a different location for you. This yeah. building, this... I've been in this building. This entity, this place is yes. always your home. You are always welcome here. Thank you very uh, much. Uh, we should have had you bring your turntables and let you get on and do something. But that's okay. We'll we'll get you... No problem. We'll get you back up here. Still doing it. T-Double, of course, you yeah. know you. this is home. You always have a place. You're always welcome. Yeah, and, uh, and not to cut you off again. You're good. Right? Because, you know, we keep doing it because the stories are so, so bad. Right. But, you know, KZI is very, is very core to basically everybody who's coming in here. You know, Mirage, oh, you know, he used to DJ up here. He had a teen show up here when we were kids. You know what I mean? It's like I used to record songs at my house on my cassette tape and run it right up the street to KZI and be like, can you play it? 
and it instantly get put on the air. You know, one of the fun one one time y'all were doing a fundraiser. I wrote a song called "Don't Don't Turn Don't Turn My Station Blank." Mm. That KZI was playing for a while to try to keep the funding going for the station. So it's been an integral part of everything we're doing. You know, and has helped build us our character as far as us knowing always having love for the city. You know what I mean? Because I'm one of the few from that era, I guess you could say, right? Who's still based in Austin and that's why I always make sure to mention Cass, always make sure to mention Cooley Girls, always make sure to keep those those stories and those names going, right? right? So newer artists can know that there's a reason you're able to perform on 6th Street. There's a reason you're mm. able to put out records and collect publishing. Mm-hmm. There's a reason, you know, mm-hmm. female artists are, are looked at with more reverence. You know what I mean? It was done before and, and the, the all these all these players had a big significant part of it. And like Cass said, there's a whole bunch of other people who were doing things at that time too, pushing flyers, promoting shows, selling merch, who all helped us do things. So it's a beautiful experience, man. Like, you know, for me coming from the east side of Austin, born on Catapa off 12th Street, to be able to record albums, record demos, Grammy nominations, and doing all these things, and be sitting next to my mentor, my OG, Casanova. You know, I'm, I'm in a blessed position right now. So is, if there was one thing that you could say to the younger generation coming up, what would that one thing be? Be original. Be yourself. Mm. Don't worry about what mm. someone else is doing or what someone else's sound sounds like. Come out of your heart and what's in your head. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. be like somebody else because that's what the hit is right now. Mm-hmm. Do what mm-hmm. comes to you naturally. Well said. Yeah. Um, and UT does. It's crazy. Cass said that because that's basically what he told me when I was a teenager. The exact same thing. <laughs> Some advice I, is timeless. Yeah, which which I held on to, which is that's what I tell younger artists. But I, I my thing is when I talk when I talk to younger artists and something I would tell them is learn the business. Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I mean? Stay abreast of how it grows and how it's growing and changing. Read periodicals referring to the business that you want to be in. Read about tech. Because right now, you know, AI and all those things are coming into play. So learn about coding. Mm-hmm. Learn how to advance your website. Learn how to really be a part of this change while staying original, while staying authentic to who you are, but also know about the change that's coming in. Just keep staying educated. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the key, because you can be the best rapper, best DJ, best dancer, whatever, whatever, but if you're not educated within the business you're trying to get into, yeah, all that really means nothing, okay. and you'll be signing bad contracts mm-hmm. and be stuck in something until you're 80. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and then we got, oh, yeah, there Angela, you go. Anything you want to add with that, too? Angela, are you still there? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I was what? <laughs> I was listening. But, yeah, um, I was going to say the same thing that he said. Be true to yourself. Be true to your sound. You know, just just love what you do and, and stay true to yourself. Amen. Definitely appreciate y'all. Thank yes. you. Um, and I, de- uh, I mean, I want to get y'all we back up here at some point. Legends in the house and today. To make sure I stop it. in next time I come into town. Oh, yeah, please do. Like I said, you're always welcome. Even if you have nothing you want to talk about, you can still come up here and talk about nothing. We're going to talk about nothing okay. in history. So yeah, Come and hang out. Yeah, yeah. always welcome. Already. Angela, definitely thank y'all. Thank Erica as well. Thank you. I'm excited for y'all. God bless y'all and is well-deserved. <laughs> We, Thank you so much. You're welcome. Going. Hey, 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 hey. We are still here in the building. It's the Untapped Show. Yo, it is a beautiful Saturday afternoon in the, or evening now, I guess at this point. It's the third hour of the Untapped Show. Ms. Money is still here with me hanging out. She ain't left me. 
I'm still here. There you go. Approved it. We on fire yeah, over man, here, we, There we go. We are busy <laughs> in here. That's what I like, though. I like it being busy. Real quick, we are playing some of the new submissions as well. So you heard G. Glendo. What's up, G? Uh, Greg with Glendo with Hurricane. Uh, after that was only Kobe with Every Time. And then there was Phil Genius with Lifestyle. And then right before we came on is not part of the new submissions. Uh, but you was listening to another song by Big Said. That was Money. Beat Your Feet. That was Beat Your Feet was playing. That was from back in 2000. I don't well, you know snuck if, that one in, uh, huh? Well, because we played his other song. <laughs> it was number three in the countdown today. So, you know, I, 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 we played that one already. So... Uh, I figured since he's being, you know, he's going to be, be recognized for the hip-hop honors, we uh-huh. should go back and see what else we had. And okay. I wonder if he, if he remembered the words from that song back in 2000. Now, I ain't going to put him <laughs> on the spot and, and, and see, like, hey, man, spit this real quick. Uh-huh. But, you know, it happens with all the MCs. We're like, man, I ain't done this song in a minute. I, I may not know the words to to this track. Give me a minute. But, yes, we have Big Said of the <laughs> Flow Mob here in the building. With Wait the- a minute. What you say? What'd you say, said? That's not my song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they got it as big said in the system then. Okay, well. Did you say beat your feet? <laughs> yeah, beat your feet. Uh, no, no, no. And it says big said. That's not you? That ain't me. I, can't, I cannot it take credit for that said. one. Oh, there's another big said. Possibly. Oh, well. It's big said of football mob. <laughs> I don't know, man. Look, well, my bad. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, uh, I tried. I tried. So you tried. You tried to slide one in there. I appreciate. I did. You I did, there. man. Well, you know, hey, I want to see what we got in here. What else we can play from you? But how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. First of all, I just want to say, you know, uh, I represent the Flow Mob. Yes, right. It ain't, it ain't just M-O-B. said. You know, it's the mob. You know, I want to give love to my brothers and, and definitely. Uh, you know, shout them out, you know, because uh, they my brothers in this music, and we've been doing this for, you know, a long time here in Austin, and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, KZI has been, you know, right there along with us, you know, showing love. For sure. Well, definitely. Um, for, for folks who may not be familiar with your brothers in Flow Mob, go ahead and let the listeners know, because, you know, there's a whole bunch of new people in this town who are not familiar with the history of Austin hip-hop here. Well, I, I, I got some of them in the, in the house with me tonight, you know, Dank of the D. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Cornbread ain't here tonight, but, yeah, we all represent the mob. We got Rolex, Reginelli, MVP. Yo, yo. We got Jay Real. We got uh, Wendy Breeze. We got JJ, Cathartis, man, it goes on, the Milkman, and then Bezel Team. Bezel Team. And then it's just, you Mr. know, J? Mr. Uh, J, Mr. J, Wiz One, and it's just so many brothers that we've been connected with over the years, Hard like head. OG Fatal, Hardhead, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, they all part of the mob, man. So when you say you're a mob, you're a mob. Man, you better, man, yep. you better look it up. I, I'm just saying. Look, it's <laughs> mobbing, young people. Mob. Okay, I ain't. <laughs> I ain't mad at y'all. It's a mob mob. Not not just a couple of us. He wrote it deep. The original name was Flow Motion, but every time we used to go to a show, they was like, it's a mob of y'all. So it just ended up becoming the Flow Mob. Hey, man. It it works. It works. So let's talk. And I know we had something uh, from another member of the Flow Mob. I know we were playing it. Uh, for a little while, I was in the countdown already. That's Mr. Uh, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Which I like that song. I'm on uh, the song jams. Thank uh, you, I mean, thank uh, you. The, the song, the song slap. Shout out to uh, Certified South. 
Ernie Ski, he did the the beat. Nice. So let's talk about um, what's happening tomorrow. We'll talk about that, and then we'll get into the history of the Flow Mob um, to help educate those who, again, are new to Austin, and even I'm somewhat new. And as I was talking with Casanova uh, and T Double, there's not a lot of places you can go to get the Austin history hip hop. So you can know who were right. some of the founders, the pioneers. Right. I've chopped up T Double a little bit and Mirage and others and you know, and then Miss Money lets me know things as well. She keeps me in my place. Uh, so <laughs> you know, she makes sure I'm I'm well informed. But there's sure, not that sure. information out there where folks can know about Austin hip hop pioneers. And so when you you've seen these fifty celebration for hip hop, it has been very East Coast centric and then of course some in the West Coast and a little bit down south. Right. But you know, this is Austin's rec- recognizing the work that y'all did to put Austin hip hop on the map and setting up a place it's for blessed. folks to do what they do. So, uh, what is that feeling? Uh, and then, like I told them, I don't know if it was a phone call, an email, a text, how they let you know, but when you got that notice that you're going to be honored for being some of the pioneers of Austin hip hop, what was that like? I mean, honestly, it, it like took my breath away. It was like in all the years of doing music, you never think that that's where you're going to end up. And it's like, you know, uh, a lot of the times being from Austin, we felt like we were unseen, mm-hmm. you know, because you got Dallas, you got Austin, San Antonio, and, you know, they, they get love. And then Austin was like, oh, you know, it ain't nothing going on in Austin. So it's like that's, that made us work harder because we wanted to let people know, hey, it's something to see down here. Uh, and we represented for the city. You right. know what I mean? Everything sure. we did was to put Austin on the map and let them know it's hip-hop here, too, you know. So just to, to get that, that, that notice, it just it was just really, like I said, overwhelming to me, and it still is really a humbling, uh, humbling feeling, you know. Nice. And- oh, it's also, uh, I mean, there's, we're getting recognized for being pioneers in Austin, but there were, like, you know, people before us, the fellas, uh, Dollars and Cents, um, Clay Mosky, Funk Dynasty, Project Crew, um, MC Overlord. So, you know, there's a lot of people that's out there that still maybe not getting they just do, but mm-hmm. we still just want, you know, when we getting recognized, they getting recognized as well. For sure. Right. And that's something Cass and, and, and T-Double was, was mentioning how, there, of course, there's just not enough time and space to try to get everybody. And, right, right. and hopefully others will be recognized as well throughout the time as we're moving forward 50 there's a big celebration but it doesn't mean it has to be the only celebration right. uh, when you recognize those who who have put it down so For sure. um, yeah let's go to the beginning of how did the, the flow motion become flow mob but how did that beginning come about and you know even just like, I guess the original I don't even know how many was the original but for the original getting started how did y'all come about of Starting around. I'm going to take this one. Okay. Just because it was two originally, uh, me and Sad, we started the group. And then Brad, who's not here right now, he came in. And that's when the group really formalized and and took off. And that was like 92, 93. You don't have a crew unless you got somebody named Cornbread. Let me just say. (laughs) Exactly. One of my good friends is named Cornbread. Everybody needs a cornbread in your life because that person's going to be your ride or die. They're going to take care of you, man. They're going to make sure you're good. That's your your ride or die. And and, and adding a little bit more to that story, it was like me and D was here in Texas. My brother was still in California. Like he was coming back and forth. Mm -hmm. So I remember we called out there, and I guess, you know, we had something we was ready to present to him. They was out there performing and doing their thing in California. 
And so we rapped over the phone for my brother. Mm-hmm. And it's like him and his friends were so impressed. And it seemed like within like a week and a half, my brother was down in Texas and flow motion. You know, we, we basically what we what we're doing was we were on Sixth Street. Catfish you know, Station. Catfish Station. We were on Flamingo Can- Cantina, like anywhere we can get a show, anytime mm-hmm. open mics. Uh, I think uh, Catfish Station, we won the first three talent contests. Mm. And that kind of, you know, kind of pushed us, you know, right. we, we got a little something. You feeling good. And so for, sure, I, sure. for me, it was like a lot of what we were doing was copying what we were seeing, you know, a lot of the independent mm-hmm. uh, labels that were doing in California. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we from the Bay Area. So we saw Too Short and we saw The Click mm-hmm. and, and RBL. And so we, we seen them out the trunk. Right. And so that's how we started out here. We selling tapes out the trunk. I, I got my job sold up, you know, just basically selling T-shirts and tapes and all of that. And so uh, from that, it just started, like you said, it turned into, it wasn't just us. It's now we got, this is my younger brother. Right. Now he got a crew. Now some of, the, some of the homeboys we went to school with, now they got a crew. And so like everywhere we went, we had a house that we called the mob house. Mm-hmm. And so the mob house was every time you, you get off work or, you know, everybody rap during the day, somebody making beats. Right. We over here freestyling. Somebody over here playing dominoes. Somebody over playing Madden. You know what I'm saying? It's always something going on. But I, I would say probably for 20-some years out of the time we was together, we had a place to go where we could, you know, to me it's like we were sharpening each other's skills. Because we couldn't, we couldn't go every, like on 6th Street, it wasn't somewhere to go every night that we can go and, and battle and do a, and perform. We doing that at the house. Right. And so to me, it's just like, I think uh, 99, that's when we dropped the wood off to KZI. Miss Money was in the video. We dropped the wood off to KZI. <laughs> oh, why you making that face, Miss Money? Hold on. <laughs> she was in. Uh, we still in the game. Uh-oh. We still in the game. But uh, we dropped the we dropped the song off to KZI, and then the brother right there on the other side of the window, Dinky D. Dinky D. Played it. Him and the white brother, and basically it's just like it's, took it took off. It took off from there, and it was just like. Everybody, you know, to me, it's like every big artist that started coming through t- through Austin. Mm-hmm. Now, Flow Mob is opening up, so it's just like to me, we start getting a lot of love just performing. We started being known for having a, a, a live stage show where we give you a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. We had a whole mob. We got 15 people on stage, so we doing something where we got a couple little moves where we you know it's just showing the unity. Right. Yeah. So, we did the Chitlin Circuit with uh, Lil Troy. Want to be a baller? <laughs> So, and when you say wood, you're talking about what you know about that wood, just for folks who are, are new to the scene. Backstory, 1999, the Texas Top 100 Countdown, mm-hmm. KZI, it's all of Texas. Beyonce, mm-hmm. everybody in Houston, the wood was the number one song. So this song right here. That one. That song right there. And that song right there, that, that led to Blaze Magazine, reached out to Flow Mob, and basically did a full page interview and showed love to the mob. And basically, you know, to me, that kind of helped put mm-hmm. Austin on the map. And it also let us know what we doing down here matters. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that, that just pushed us on. And like I said, that led to Dotcom and his group, led to MVP and his group, Wiz One, just 
uh, OG Fatal, just all of these dudes that we surrounded, Hardhead, everybody that we with has energy. Everybody is doing something, producing, doing music, writing poetry, Windy Breeze. Everybody is, is, is talented. It's just like the whole clique, you know, got that same energy. Right. Up, you know. So what was that like seeing, you talking about how Wood was number one on that countdown. What was that like for y'all to see out of all these Texas artists? Y'all got number one and from Little Bitty Austin. From For us, it was like we had been doing it. We started in 93. Mm-hmm. So to come from that to where we was in 99, I don't want to say we expected it, but by by that time, it was like it's time for us to get to shine. Right. So I think we had five songs in that top 100 countdown. It might have had four in the top 15. Right. So. We was, you know, what I'm saying we was pushing it out here in Austin at that time frame, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, because I know you you mentioned '99, '97, '98. That's the what you learned over back in the Bay with, with Too Short, and of course, that's also the Master P time where Master P was learning to do that same thing. Right. Uh, and you're talking about selling the stuff out the back of your trunk and how you, you can do that. What was that feeling like of, of seeing your music, you know? selling out out of the back of your trunk and seeing like you know what man yeah there is that taste for that Austin is showing you love are you originally from Austin or were you originally from the Bay I'm originally from uh, the Bay Area right uh, 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 Derek I know he's from California from LA area yeah uh, but I've been in Austin so long I'm I'm from Austin but it, it was a great feeling I mean even though we had been doing it a long time it was still surprising and unexpected and uh just wanted to you know continue with the with the movement right so then what got you here in austin and then what was that reception of you when you were coming here and you know from the bay but you're here in austin and you're getting on the scene what was the reception from the local folks here as you was getting that going well uh, to just to straighten out the story sure. we, we were here already, already. When, we, when we started the group okay like we came from california and then started the group like i said in 93 okay so all of the groundwork we did was here on sixth street and givens park rosewood just everywhere that we can get a you know do a show so it's like once we we started getting love from the wood mm-hmm. It was humongous. And then, like I said, the majority of it was from KZI. Mm-hmm. Right? KZI showed us love. Like, any shows we did, the KZI did live broadcasting and different things. So it was just, uh, it, I don't, it's hard to explain. Because sure. at the time, it was just like we were in it. Mm-hmm. So you weren't stepping back like, oh, everything is going on. It was just like, man, let's make another album. Get back in the studio and, you know what I'm saying, and get back to work. Now, of course, we were proud when we saw The Blaze, like I said. The goal the whole time was putting Austin on the map. Austin was known for Willie Nelson. Yeah. Austin was known for Stevie Ray. Yeah. So, and they get mad respect. But you didn't think about nothing was rap. Hip-hop. You definitely didn't think about hip hop when you came to Austin. Right. So it's like that's what we wanted to be the difference. So for us, it's like to get in that Blaze magazine, and on one page you see Flow Mob, on the next page you see Snoop Dogg. Mm. Right. For me, that's like solidified what we were doing. Right. right? Yeah, and so you have, of course, a new song on, on the countdown as well as you had a song on the countdown. You have new music out there. Uh, as we're seeing a lot more of the OGs, even from the 80s, coming out and doing new songs. I think, you know, Cool J is, is still touring. I think he's like one of the few rappers that's been every decade doing something, but you're seeing some of the OGs are coming back out there. What's the drive to still make music? Here it is. 
I'm not trying to do the math, but you know, here it is. All it's these years, all these years later, you're like, you know what? I can still put this out here and still, because the song does slap. I mean, both y'all songs slap. Thank you. What about it's just the love. Yeah, genius said, "What about that?" <laughs> 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 well, like like Sarah was saying, we just been doing it so long. It's it's unnatural not to make music, and um, we just continue to make music, whether it's in a group or you know solo. We like he said, we've all had different projects, but we always come back together to. You know, so there's gonna be some more mob music coming out. Most the, definitely. The 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 CD, the Big Said uh, CD just dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9/11. September 11, 9/11. So mm-hmm. it's in all streaming platforms. If you want to hear any, and I, to me, it's like the style we have is that 90 style. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna be as much. You know, it ain't gonna be nothing depressing on there. Just know that we're gonna keep you live, and we coming with lyrics. Like I said, I got some of the the coldest MCs from Austin. OG Fatal, everybody know OG Fatal yep. for the voice. Mm-hmm. For sure. uh, hardhead, mm. hard lyrics. Uh, uh, Pud Dog, MVP, Rapid Rick. Like I said, I'm, along with the brothers in the crew. And the difference now is it's easier to put music out now. Mm-hmm. The whole point yeah. is we've been making music so long. I got so many songs on my laptop. It was just something that clicked to me. It's like, man, put all this music out to me. Right. It's, it's assets. Right. Right. It, it ain't worth nothing sitting on your laptop. So it's like put it out there and then whatever happens, happens. Like I said, that song, uh, Money Over Everything, 2019. Mm. Okay. We just never put it out there. So it's like now we got the avenue. It's like, man, throw that out there. Yeah. Throw everything out there and just see. For me, it's like that's my legacy, right? So uh, I'm not trying to be the next Drake, mm-hmm. right? I don't have to be. Mm-hmm. My thing is I'm on KZ now. KZ now, they showing love off of that song. I got 100 more of them. You know what I'm saying? In the laptop, D got 100 more. Rolex got 100 more. MVP, Wendy Breeze. So my whole click, we sitting on songs out the wherever you trying to go with it. You know what I'm saying? Non-stop. I mean, we got a lot of space on our, our hard drive. <laughs> so, uh, whenever you want to send them in, send them in. We'll, 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 we'll spin. Now, a lot of that got to go on the untapped. Uh, the unlimited. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, I mean, you know, if, you, if you can clean it up a little bit for us, we can play it on this station too. But I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I got you. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got easier to put the music out there now I mean with technology SoundCloud but it's easy to get it on whatever streaming platform what's the title of the CD or the album the title is Resilient Roots Two Decades of Flow Mobs Austin Impact huh okay I wanted to go deep on y'all actually I have a, a uh, an assistant so my assistant helped me come up with that title but I wanted to be something different than what everybody is seeing out there and I wanted to show the and it's that's just showing two two decades. It's mm-hmm. really three decades mm-hmm. if you want to you want to keep it real. I mean, shout your assistant out. Go ahead. Her name is Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she is fire. I'm Use that technology. <laughs> no, that's how you're supposed to use it. Uh, yeah, I was hoping it's gonna be a <laughs> She is cold. That's all I'm saying. Hey, she cheats on you. She helps everybody. I don't know. Um, yeah, so so have y'all been staying close together working or how has has this time been separated? I know you said you're still here in Austin. I think most of y'all so do y'all still get together and, and see if you still got it or how has it been just over the years? Uh, we usually get together or, you know, talk on the phone. Yeah, he's been in Dallas a lot of times, so 
I'll, I'll speak to Brad. We come up with some concepts and then, you know, get back together at a later time and working on the beat. Um, but it's just second nature when you we share get together. Beats. You hear a tight track, you share it, you know, with somebody, and then it's like, hey, write, write, write a verse to that, and it just goes, and whoever comes up with the verse first, and before you know it, you're, you're in the studio laying it down. And here recently, I've been doing a lot of work with Miss Wendy Breeze. Mm -hmm. She's a talented uh, poet, singer, and uh, she got lyrics. Okay. Okay, we got a video on YouTube now. She's got a song called uh, All I Want Is You featuring big said mm -hmm. but i mean i'm just saying that's that's the talent that's i'm surrounded by it's like everybody here we can you know anytime it's time to put music down anytime it's time to be creative mm -hmm. ruben which is also mvp who's also on money over money over everything he's got the third verse he also graduated from ut film school okay so he produces videos right, right? Yeah, so Dog, the, it's gonna be a flow mob documentary the, in the works. Dog, that's what he did the first one already. <laughs> okay, the very first one, man. That's on YouTube that we were working on in the beginning. Mob but yeah, Blood. yeah, it's called Mob Blood. Okay, and uh, we know we play every genre right here on on um, what's this thing? Untap. <laughs> we play, so spoken word, we play that. Poetry, we play that. R and B, we play that. If you got it, we play it. So I'm I'm just saying because you said all the stuff she does, I'm like. We do all that, and you got somebody who does stand-up comedy. We play them too. Ah, oh, yeah, bishop do stand-up <laughs> comedy. Great. Of face. course, it needs to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just do that disclaimer of. We're working on that. We're working on that. And I got like five singles on uh, all media, uh, social media platforms, and uh, Spotify. Uh, MC Danka the Dia, the Flow Mob. Keep sending us the, the singles. For sure. And, for and, sure. And Wendy Breeze has a poem. That's named Just Chillin'. That is, it's just, it's ridiculous. I've been trying to get her to to, to open up and just send it in here, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, it is it, really, it's a deep poem. It's really deep. We'd love to hear it. How has you seen your writing styles change as you've gotten older, mature? As you, you, your world changes as you get older. What we were doing back when you was in your twenties, your teens, even your thirties, is not what you're doing normally uh at this stage in, in your life so how has that changed for you i first off i want to say that one of the one, <laughs> of the one of the first songs that we won a talent show with was called america's a bee mm -hmm. so we've been on some conscious stuff a lot i know we're not known for that mm -hmm. but it's like we were on conscious stuff then we was trying to Got you know that. bring a little bit something different even back then right right but what i'll say is like flow mob over the years is like we we about to party you know what i'm saying we trying to have a good time ain't no drama i think about all the years never a fight at any of our shows right right it's always good energy people come and have a good time that's why the people here is still together when they say we're doing something for flow mob because we still got that love for each other and it's a friendship beyond just the music mm -hmm. so for me it's like that's that's what you know that's what transcends time that's what you know makes made flow mob last 30 years and for us to be able to even while we doing this 50 year anniversary man we still putting out music right because we're musicians right and it's like what else are we going to do everybody got their own jobs but it's like when i don't do music mm -hmm. you don't even want to be around me because it's like i need the, that release i need that's my therapy right. you know what i'm saying so i need to write something i need to make that beat i need to be creative and, not, and then, then I'm in a, and I'm in a better mood. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. So, 
Anyone else? Uh, music is just a way of life uh, just for everybody here and uh, for me like you said it's, it's like if you don't get it out your head it'll make you go crazy but mm-hmm. um, just being creative I I just think to other groups uh, just to other members they've inspired me you know I've put the pen down raised my son and going back to what you were saying um, just you change as a person and so your subject material change or you know the type of music that you want to make or your style it it it's just versatile but you know you kind of switch it up with the times you play your music for your son yeah uh he was actually at practice one day and uh, like he's always teased me about being a rapper and so one day he came <laughs> home and he was looking at me funny and i was like what he was like they played y'all song when we was warming up <laughs> and i was like what song he said the wood I said, you tell your coach, because I had argued with his coach like the game before. <laughs> and he was like, no, nah, I ain't tell him. I was like, good, don't tell him. <laughs> okay, so your son's a fan? Yes, he's a, he's a fan now. Okay. Yeah, and that's the beauty of, of hip-hop is that as you grow and you mature, right. that's something that you can continue to do. It's not like a sport where you can no longer play football at Physically. 50. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so Definitely. with music and art, as you grow, you evolve, and um, you can continue to do that as long as you're feeling the track. Um, and I think, like said said earlier, therapy, yeah, it, it's therapy for a lot of people. And you just, you, you're, you have all these emotions, all these thoughts in your head, in your mind, and then when some, you hear a track or you hear a hook, and then you just kind of let it all out or, you know, and articulate it in, our, in an artistic way. This, this is what I was thinking the other day. I was like, okay, hip-hop is... You know, and for so long, we've been screaming without any noise. Mm-hmm. Nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is that mic. Since somebody handed you the mic, what's on your mind? What are you going through? So it's like, to me, we got to let that out. Even if I'm, I don't care how old I am. It ain't how old you are, it's how cold you are. There you go. So it's like, if mm-hmm. I still got something to say, why not say it now? You know what I mean? To me, it's like it's going to be more people that need to hear yeah. a little something different than shaky tail feather at my age. Right. We want to hear, look, you know, I want something conscious now. Yeah, I like to kick it on Friday night. Right. But on, you know what I'm saying? Other times, give me something that's going to feed my mind. You know what I'm saying? And our joints ain't the same anymore. So that, that, <laughs> that, that, that shaky tail feather and kicking it. <laughs> You know, parties may end a little sooner than they used to back in the gap because, you know, like, yo, we got to rest up. But, yeah, you want to have that mixture of both. And I I think you've seen that resurgence of what Big Daddy Kane was just over in England touring. And he's been out there. Of course, he got into it with a local rapper, but whatever. (laughs) Um, You're seeing these guys back out there touring again. It's like, yo, we're we're still out here. We're still doing it. And and you still have something to say. I love that, man. I love that. Like, I I saw, uh, what was it? E40, mm-hmm. Too Short, mm. Snoop, and Cube. Oh, the, the Mount, the Mount Rushmore. Like, man, Mount Rushmore, I was like, yeah. yes. Okay, some of my favorite artists. It's like, why do they have to be muted because you 52 now? Right. It's like, they all say, come back around. And it's still some of the, I said they still making good music. Oh, yeah. For that, sure. That's, that's the bottom line. You well, know what I mean? We have been the only genre that kind of pushed out the older folks to the past. Like, all right, you, you washed up. No doubt. And right. it's good right. to see them be able to come back and, and do their thing. So what's next for the mob? Besides tomorrow and, and the recognition as well deserved um, that's happening, what's going to be next for y'all? Or even as individuals? 
um, as individuals, I, uh, st I'm still working on a project. We have another Flow Mob album uh, in the can. Uh, it's unnamed, but the songs are already there. We just got to put it together and uh, put it out. Because, mm -hmm. like I said, said, it's that much music. We just, I mean, we just got to select the songs and then, you know, release them. So, Fan Appreciation Party. Okay. Right? Fan Appreciation Party album release. Right, it's time for us to get back out there. It's like the last show we did was at a club over here on the the rhyme with dinners. Mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. and we killed it, and the energy was live, and that was the last time we stepped. The last time I stepped on stage. How I'm, long ago was that? That was two thousand. It was either nineteen or twenty. I moved to Minnesota right after that, mm -hmm. and, and basically been back and forth to Minnesota and Dallas. I'm ready to get back out there. It's like putting the music out there is part of it. It's like, yeah, I want that, 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 I want people to hear my music, but it's like, we still got that energy in the stage show. We still know how to control the mic. We still know how to control the crowd. So it's like, we want to give some love back to the people who've been supporting us all these years. Real nice. Time. I mean, you, definitely you get support from the station um, and this show. Uh, of, you know when you when y'all doing it fan appreciation we're fans, uh, but but we appreciate y'all and and Thank I think uh, I hope the city I know the event is sold out tomorrow so Correct. I mean that yep. says a lot of how much people want to see those who are being honored y'all Bavu Cooley Girls DJ Kaz Hip Hop Mecca MC Overlord Mirage Five One Two Mirage no I'm not gonna call him his new name I'm just <laughs> no, but, I don't do look, that. It's just crazy. Like all of those names you just said, that was the scene mm -hmm. that we, we we were coming up in. All of them people, you would see them in Nook. You would see Cash. Mm -hmm. you know Shout out to Papa Chuck. Man, it's yeah. just look Nook, Stanley Cobble, T Double. Yeah, we used to do shows with Stan uh, and uh, Brian yeah. and uh, a couple other places. Right. So yeah, it's Luke. It, it's crazy that it, it is sold out, and and that you're gonna have that love tomorrow, and, and you know I'm excited for everybody who's gonna be recognized. The station will be recognized as well, and sure. uh, I, I think it, it's it's great to see that those in Austin who played a role. Not everybody, as, as we mentioned earlier, there there's just not enough time, space, room to try to do everybody um but you know i think it's great that they are recognizing y'all especially while most of y'all i know one is no longer around but while most of these greats are uh, in austin hip-hop are still here you'll be able to get recognized uh and get your flowers and folks can learn more uh, about that and i'm hoping there's there's some uh, some of the younger cats will be in the room i hope they got some tickets so they if they don't know about you that they can know about you and see who y'all are, not word, but who you are, for sure. and what you've been doing, for sure. and, and maybe even be room for collabing with some of them to help bridge uh, gaps and, and differences of music, just different styles and things, and maybe you get Miss Money back in another video for y'all in the future. <laughs> Even on a, it might get blue. And Miss Money has an itch now, so she's been getting back in the studio. Just so y'all know, so that's what I. That's what I now. love about that the 50th anniversary. It's kind of sparked everybody a little bit, mm -hmm. and and I think everybody has the same feeling. So many people telling you, 
you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, really, it's it's what you're capable of doing. Yeah. As long as you can still do it, man, do it. Yeah, the music movie, you got to go ahead and get it out. For sure. I'm sure we got something to say. As long as you got something to say, man, do your thing. And you're able to do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm always a big supporter of that. It's why I watch some of the podcasts that I do and I like because it's highlighting our, our greats. I want to call our vets, our OGs. And I want y'all just to keep doing what y'all have been doing and, and looking for forward sure. to whatever new music, new old music, however you want to do it, that y'all have to put out. I mean, I hope y'all just keep sending the music to Untapped because uh, then, again, even once you fall off the countdown here on Untapped, it's in this thing. So anybody yeah. can pull up your music at any time when they're playing that style of music for the show. So your music can go on uh, and continue to be heard because... That's what we're here for. No doubt. We're here for you, that your voice can be heard. Because, yeah, when you make the music, you're not making it just for you, even though it's getting you off your chest and helping you yeah. be cathartic. But you want people to hear what you're saying, what you're producing, or what you're doing. And we want to make sure we continue to give you all that avenue. So uh, definitely appreciate all that y'all have been doing and continue to do. Thank and you. like we tell everybody, man, you know, you, y'all KZI family. So... If you're anytime you're in town, if you're already in town, you want to just come up here and hang out on the show and just kick it. We're here every Saturday from six to nine p.m. I know it's, it's <laughs> football season, so some of y'all may want to be watching some college football, whatever. We got TVs here. Um, I don't think we'll get the game tonight for y'all, but uh, we got TVs here. So yeah, if you ever just want to come and say, you know what, man, let me come hang out and see what new music is is going on out there. You can either listen or come up here and sit and. And chop it up and be a co-host for a day or something. So I just want to make sure that y'all know you are always welcome here. Because uh, we have to definitely show love and respect to the OGs who came before us and who still trying to do the thing. For sure, man. We definitely appreciate the love. Like I said, KZI has been showing love since day one. So we just want to definitely show KZI, you know, uh, much respect and love and, and, and give them their flowers that mm -hmm. they deserve, you know, just like everybody else. So. It's an honor to be here representing Austin and representing all of the other artists who could not be uh, awarded tomorrow. So basically for me, you know, my job is to shout them all out tomorrow. Right, and let them know that you know this is all about us. It's not just Flow Mob and the people that are actually getting honored. It's about the whole city and the whole music scene mm -hmm. and everybody who has a piece of it and, and, and you know and, and uh, contributed to it. So, thank you to you, to all the fans, to uh, everybody supporting, to the the Austin Public Library and everybody else that's is honoring us. It's a, a privilege and a, a honor to represent the ATX. I did want to say something real quick. This is Rolex Reginelli. Um, and uh, this is one of the main things I want to get across is that uh, I'm for my biggest fan. Um, been there since day one watching these brothers. And these guys are my heroes. Like, basically, to see this happen, uh, regardless of all the years of trials, tribulations, two people in this crowd at the show <laughs> or... 5,000 people in the crowd at the show. Like, these brothers have inspired a whole gang of people to be creative, to to use their, their talents. Mm -hmm. No matter what we were rapping about, no matter what we were doing, we put our heart into it because we want to impress these three cats. We want to impress Cornbread, Dank, and, and Tip. They, they 
like they fired it up for us. We they they made us feel like we were like superior, like you know, and it it was it was the one of the best feelings to have written something and can't wait to go spit it to Derek or spit it to Sid. Uh, and, using their government name now. Come on now. I mean, you know, Big Sid. I forgot the beat. But, um, the main thing was like it's always been positive. Mm-hmm. It's always been us doing this music through all the baby mama tyrannies and all the <laughs> all the drama, all the like look, because they look at preach, it as brother, it just being a, a hobby. This ain't no hobby. This is something mm-hmm. like they just told you. Right. We, use, life. we use this music as an outlet. We use this music uh uh you know, to showcase for the world what, you know, what we have to offer. And I mean, like, just to see this, you know, just to see the the recognition of, of something like this finally occurring is like, it, it is, it, it, it's breathtaking. It's, it's a blessing, it's, man. It's, it's, it's a, a tearjerker. It's, it's like, it's everything. You know, my I got to take my son to go see this at the Austin Public Library while we going through this and you know to let him know hey this is what your dad been doing for the last 20 years you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying yeah yeah and maybe that's something for him to brag on maybe it's something for the grandkids to to look at you know so sure. I just want to put that out there appreciate you bro no I definitely definitely appreciate you. that FLO MOB there you go. And if folks want to contact y'all, do something with y'all as a group, as an individual, or whatever, what's the best way people can reach you? For me, just hit me up on either uh, Facebook, Instagram, Big Said, Flow Mob. Flow Mob at me.com. Same thing, social media on Facebook or uh, Instagram. What's your. Illegal Alien <laughs> at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're going to have Texas come look for you. Take a break for these sponsors. And I'm going to do a Soldier Boy moment. I was the first person to say 51 Deuce. That is my <laughs> trademark. If you ever hear that ever in the city, that's from your boy right here, Mr. 51 Deuce himself, Rolex Reginald. There you go. Yeah, Talk yeah. your stuff. Claim it.